Uh, turning now to the big news across the pond, Rishi Sunak is set to be the next prime minister of the U.K. The news sending the U.K. guilts rallying this morning, but they've since given up gains. For more on this in the broader market, let's bring in Jim Bianco. He's the president and macro strategist at Bianco Research. Jim, great to have you with us. I feel like the comments that we, we were just making sort of applies to the situation as well in that, uh, you know, people may be relieved that uh, an ex-finance guy, uh, an ex-finance uh, secretary is, is now the prime minister, but the, the problems that the country faces, the U.K., that is, are still there and they're still very deep. They're not fixed at all. Oh, that's right. Just because he knows how to use Excel, and there's some Twitter feeds of him doing exactly that, doesn't mean <clears throat> that the budget problems are going to be fixed in the U.K. They still have a fundamental problem of high inflation, low growth, big bills coming for energy and how they're going to try and solve that because they promised that there would be a subsidy for for all of that energy cost that everybody's going to bear this winter. And the mini budget that uh, Prime Minister Trust put out failed. So now we're back to square one. How are you going to fix these problems? And we'll see what he comes up with. Yeah, uh, it sounds like, and I don't mean to force a trading cap on you, Jim, but any any gains that were made off the back of this news or going into this news uh, sh should be short-lived. Uh, I think that that's right. Also, remember that the U.K. gilts market, the Bank of England has 230 years of data on it. Now, the reason I bring that up is what we've seen in the last three or four weeks stands out in 230 years of data. We've not seen this kind of volatility in this market. Today was a quiet day. It fell 30 basis points. Any other time, that would have been a holy cow kind of moment for the, this market. But now it's just Monday is the way it's been going. And that doesn't mean because it fell in yield as opposed to rose 30 basis points that somehow the problem is fixed. It's just as dysfunctional when you see falls in yield that much as you do see in rise in yields. So the message the market is saying is we're not healthy. We're not getting better yet. We still need to see what your budget's going to be. Are you going to require a massive amount of borrowing? And that remains to be seen. Hey, Jim, it's Jeff Mills. So I just want to switch gears a little bit and talk about rates here in the U.S. You know, I, I keep waiting for longer-term yields to peak, you know, that gravitational pull from slower economic growth, presumably an impending recession. You know, long-term rates tend to fall in those environments. So do you see that happening this time around? And, and what do you think it's going to take for that long end to stop rising? Well, first of all, let's put this in context. The long end, the 10-year yield is up 12 consecutive weeks. We've got data going back to 1941. This ties the all-time record with 1984 and 1956. The yield rise, weekly yield rise, started in July, late July, and the stock market, the S&P, is down 11% over the same period. There's been no indication that this yield rise is going to stop, and that's because it's a situation where good news is bad news. As we continue to see the fall in the unemployment claims, as we continue to see strong economic numbers, as we continue to see decent earnings, the bond market keeps concluding, OK, we can go higher, we can go higher, and we can go higher. So ultimately, I think it's going to take something like some bad economic data, a plunge in the market, or something to stop this rise in yields. Because it's been extraordinary. Like I said, you got, it was actually July 29th is the last weekly, t weekly week that we saw yields fall from Monday through Friday. Um, a nine-week streak of higher 10-year yields going back into the 1987 crash. You don't just lightly, Jim, throw, toss in the mention of the 1987 crash and some notes <laughs> unless you're trying to actually make some kind of point, are you? Yeah. If, 
if you look back, we're in week 12. If you look back at every time the 10-year yield has been up nine consecutive weeks or more, has been a terrible time to own stocks. You've lost money in every single one of those, except for one in 1979, when you made a little bit of money in a 14% inflation environment. So on a real basis, you still lost money. And that includes mm -hmm. the 1987 crash. In other words, what it says is the stock market can't handle rates keep going higher. Right. They either need the Fed to pivot and tell Dan that the, the proper term is stepped down from 75 to 50. Now he could be a, a official Fed watcher, not even knows that term. And that we need, they either need that or something else like bad economic data or the stock market to stop this yield rise. Otherwise, it's just not going to stop. Right. Jim, thank you. Good to see you. Thank Jim you. Bianco.